Welcome back to the SC Weekly Wrap, episode number 88 this week. Shut the gate. Shut the gate. Can you name any players with the number 88 in the history of sport? Adam Zampa wears 88. That guy, Rico Lewis from Man City, doesn't he wear 88? You guys are on fire. I had no idea. That's why we're getting paid the big bucks. That's right. You get huge bucks too after you tipped the bills today. I did. As well, Cody. I messaged you throughout the week. I said, do you think Dallas gets up here? Obviously, there's big talk of Dak Prescott being the MVP and he fumbled the bag. He did fumble the bag, but bad luck to him. That's what you get, Still bro. number one, though, because we're num- not looking at the bad things yes, that they do. Exactly. We're only looking at the good things. He's dropped down. We're, to, a, po- we're a positive podcast. Yes. Mm. Yeah. HIV positive. <laughs> imagine, if they, imagine if they hear us off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Shed and Cody with the CEO himself, who is no good. But let's go through the five big points that uh, I want to touch on this week as touch we on. do. NBA news, Embiid, 11 straight 30-plus point games and 10 rebounds. Back-to-back MVPs potentially at this stage, or who have you got in the driver's seat? He's my man. I picked him number three up in fantasy. Everyone said, oh, he's a bit injury-prone, you know, things. Shed, you want to steer away from that? But the draft god himself that from the big fundamentals, that would be my fantasy side. Picked him up, and he's leading the way for me, uh, followed by everyone else that is in my fantasy side because we are killing it at the moment. You? Uh, well, Very biased I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, you in that group chat, you're about to get blocked. Everyone's blowing up about it. Shed's sitting in sixth out of a possible 14 teams and he's sitting there going, boys, I'm home, I'm home. It's a long season. We'll see what happens, but everyone loves their fantasy. I've only got through the first point, so I'll get to the second one now. NFL playoffs. We're going to have a little bit of a breakdown of the playoff equation with our NFL analyst or analyst, depending on who you are, uh, Cody. He'll be getting into that later on. Test cricket. We'll have a bit of a discussion around the summer of cricket. Obviously, the Aussies just rolled over Pakistan yesterday in what felt like a bit of a flogging in the end. There was a there was a period there where Pakistan was like, this test is on, but the Aussies just too strong, and I'll have my hot take on that. Speaking of hot takes, CEO special segment returns. I haven't told you about this until we're on air now, but there will be one of those just before the votes and the infamous quiz at the end. And... There's a few other current sports around the world. Obviously, we had the UFC yesterday and a few other sports. So before we go to our first break, boys, anything you want to dive into? Uh, we're skipping Leeds chat this week, I think, actually, as well. We're on a bit of a skid, but <laughs> Chelsea, right. Chelsea chat's back, though. Chelsea chat. That's right. In the push for 12th. That's good. <laughs> uh, no no Liverpool chat, although there might be a little bit. There's going to be plenty of Liverpool chat, so stick, stick thick for that one. Yeah, stick thick, all right. Yes, you do. Um, we'll be back after the break. It's fucking cruel. Cr- like, yesterday, Mavs and Pat Trailblazers, 131-120. Well, we're live, boys, so continue <laughs> on with this. Crook. We're about to talk about the NBA, as Cody is already alluding to. And What is happening in the NBA before we touch on the trades? No, I was just saying off air, some of the scores over the past two days have been two, probably longer than two days, actually, um, have been ridiculous. Like High-scoring affairs on both sides. So there's just no defense. It's like an all-star game 70, every game. 76 is <laughs> won by just 53 points yesterday. Uh, the Pistons have beaten the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, the anti-version of that, and there's zero from 23. Three to go, isn't it? Yeah, three to go. Three to go to the record. Okay. 
I had a podcast yesterday talking about the NBA and it was basically we've got the Utah Jazz is one of the only teams we can beat. And then from there on out, we're looking at about 35 losses in a row. I think the Jazz will be lining that up for a big win, I reckon. They'll be licking their lips, I think. (laughs) It's it's porridge, isn't it? It is absolutely porridge. But teams are going to need trades and the Pistons will be one of them. But who really cares about the Pistons? They're bottom of the ladder. Let's talk about teams that are around about their contention that might need to add an extra star, superstar, or just a role player to fill in within that team. So we'll start with the Golden State Warriors. They just had a win before against the Trailblazers. Remembered at this time, I'm on fire. Uh, they're going to need a big man, I think. I don't think Kevon Looney is going to be up to scratch for it. They really don't have much depth off the bench. Saric has been filling in quite a lot uh, for that role and has started at stages. So why not look at Nikola Vukovic from the Bulls? The Bulls are going to be looking at blowing it up. Uh, the only issue being Vukovic has the worst rated efficiency for a player on offense in the NBA this season. So that could that could potentially be one where you go, Oh, well, the Warriors don't need that as it is at the moment. They need someone with a bit of defense, big big man in there to solve things, and he might not be the answer. But thoughts on that one? I think playing with Steph Curry might help that a little, a little bit. Uh, offensive efficiency seems to go up a little bit when you play with him. I do, I don't mind it. I think there will be something happening because the Warriors, whether it's Draymond, whether it's Clay, something needs to happen, and obviously the Bulls clearly something needs to happen. So whether it's my thoughts were a trade for one of their star players like a Vucevic, uh, DeRozan, a Levine, and then they take one of the older players and wave them straight away, get the money off the books for the season after, and then that's a sign and trade for your Denvers and things like that. But um, I can see, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it makes sense for both teams to clear the cap space and make the roster a, a bit better for the Warriors. Is there a chance Wiggins gets traded? Because he got benched today. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Another player that they could bring in is Jeremy Grant from the Trailblazers. He's had a great start to the year. He's known as that guy that can give you 25 a night on his good nights, um, and he's probably going to give you 15 on his low ball nights. So I think he could be a player that probably played that Wigan-esque role when they won the chip two years ago. So potentially Jeremy Grant could be someone that they look at. Is there anyone else that the Warriors should look at to really boost themselves back up? They're 10th at the moment in the West as of recording. Obviously, they can either go. They can either go two ways with it. They can either go, let's try and get a couple more plays in and build, push ourselves back up there, or just blow it up. You can, you can only do one or the other. I think it depends on what they do with Draymond, because I've seen that now there's now a market for where his trade destinations will be. I think the league still hasn't made a decision on him. Um, the Warriors are obviously quite upset with him, and what he's doing is clearly affecting their organization at the moment. So. It'll all sort of revolve around what Draymond is going to do. Um, they'll need a big man defender. In, well, they need one. Clearly, Obviously yeah, they're going to have to, so they're gonna they have need, to get a lockdown defender yeah. if he goes. Yeah, all, I think all they need is probably someone like, if they've got the offense sorted, like if you've got Steph, Clay's dropped, what, 25 or 27 today or whatever it was. Wiggins had 25 off the bench, which is good. If they get another scorer, you only need like a PJ Tucker type for instance, who can just guard a big man and you don't have to worry about what he does on offense. Mm. Tobias <clears throat> Harris potentially. Yeah, like just, yeah, I'll, they don't need a star. They just need a role player like what Draymond was doing but not being um, turning into a kung fu match. <laughs> it is spicing things court. up though for the trade period. It's one of the more anticipated trade periods in my recent memory. Um, everyone's sort of hanging out for it a little bit because there's a few teams, as you said before, in that category that 
can either make or break it at the trade deadline. Well, another team that probably make or break it in terms of their season that's a little bit flown under the radar in comparison to other teams, and that's the Orlando Magic. They're 16 and 9. They're fourth at the moment in the East. They've lost their last two, though. What do they need to really improve the team? I think someone like a Zach Levine would really suit the Magic. I don't don't see it happening. Potentially an RJ Barrett, potentially a Bojan Bogdanovic. Basically, I'm looking at a small floor for their team to sort of open up the floor, make the shots down when they can, and I think Bogdanovic would be one that would really help that. Mm. It'd have to be about, uh, I don't know off the top of my head what their draft capital is. They could be sitting on a few picks after getting rid of yeah, Mo Bumbers and things like that in recent seasons. So um, I'm not sure if they want to give up their draft capital. They don't usually do that in the middle um, in the middle transfer window. That's a, definitely a, an EPL term. <laughs> it is. But um, I don't know. I think they'd be happy just to sit Orlando because I think, as you said, a great result for them is still making the playoffs regardless. So they can probably build in seasons to come. But you're right. Teams might be looking to uh, offload onto them. So maybe they get approached a little bit more rather than going out hunting. The last one I've got here is the Dallas Mavericks next. And they're sitting third at the moment in the West, 16 and 9 as well. Uh, and obviously, we're loving what he's doing this season, potentially MVP contention, depending on who you ask. Obviously, there's question marks around Kyrie's health in terms of when he actually does play. But I think their biggest issue is having a big man. And I know Derek Lively Jr., who was a 14th pick this year at centre, has done a fantastic job to start the year. Will that be reiterated in the playoffs when, you know, it amps up quite a lot. So potentially they're after a big man as well. Maybe they need another shooter in the side. I really like Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench for them. I think he had something different. But I still think they're one or two role players off being a championship side. I think they could possibly be the number one in line for Draymond Green. If he is to go out. Because Dallas, they're always up for making moves. They're always about being better. They refuse to bottom out and um, go for draft picks. And now they've got a player of all generational players in Luka Doncic there. They want to maximize as many seasons of his as you can. With Kyrie as well, if you back end, if you get it right in the back end of the season with Draymond in there as well, and some of the role players that you just listed off there, um, I think Dallas are always one to watch in the uh, trade deadline. I'll play the devil's advocate there. They've brought in Grant Williams from Boston, who's pretty much playing that Draymond-esque role. So I don't know how you could have both of them in your starting lineups. Would Grant come off the bench? Would Draymond come off the bench? I don't think you'd like that. Who would you rather have? Grant Williams has been all right this year. I'd, and rather, I'd probably rather like that's got four tips. Three tips? A couple yeah, of defensive we'll player of the years. Yeah. Obviously, it's a big risk. Like I'll taking baggage on a bit of, that comes with it. Yeah. And plus, you've got Kyrie there at the moment who's had baggage in the past. I feel like with Draymond, like you talk to or you, you hear of all the um, Golden State players, everyone like absolutely loves him as a teammate. So, except for Jordan Poole. Yeah, except mm. for Jordan Poole. But, but he's like, not punching people I know, in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You talk, <laughs> even like you hear around the league of people like in the, yeah, in the Olympics and everything like that, he's just an ultimate yeah. teammate. And he's got a lot of friends around the league. Yeah, so like depends what Draymond you're getting is – but if there's a place to take yeah. a risk, it's going to be exactly. Texas and it's going to be in Dallas. Or it could be the Lakers that he ends up with. We know that he has a love affair with LeBron. Sitting him in at the four next to AD and LeBron could be very interesting come the end of trade deadline. And you're right, Shed. You know, Shane Battier type, <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> well, I don't mind it. Yeah, well, it could be interesting. And like you said, 
you know, you hit the nail on the head for once in your life just earlier when you said this trade period, it feels like it's building up to something. Probably the last one that was this big, I say this now, but KD just went to the Suns not long ago. It feels like it's getting yeah, it's bigger true. and bigger as, you know, it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. Harden, when he left the Rockets, that was big. Then mm. when he left the Nets, that was big too. So players are, are evolving and I think it's good for the entertainment side of things. But championship teams, they want to settle at this time of year. And my team that is flying under the radar at the moment is the Clippers themselves. They've won six in a row and they're really starting to gel. Kawhi's seeing a lot of minutes on the court and a lot of scoring. He's really led, led that role with PG not being on the court. So for me, they're my number two team in the West at the moment, even though they're nowhere near that. Um, and obviously you'd still have probably Denver as a favorite. I think I seen the other day that Harden, PG, and Kawhi have already played more games together than Kyrie, KD, and Harden. I think that was like already they've already played more games together as a big three. So having that uh, fluidity together on the court, there's a big word for Boy, it. Chop that shit down. I think it's really, really helping the Clippers. And they're, absolutely, there's no way anyone goes, yep, no, I'm happy to face the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I, I love your take. That's probably enough considering uh, we will probably talk about the Suns later on and they may feature somewhere throughout the later stages of the podcast. But the EPL overnight shed my man. Oh, God. Uh, I woke up to watch this one. I fell asleep with the phone in the hand while I was watching it and then woke up and watched the 25 minutes and cut it to the point where I was at. Liverpool had every chance to win that one. Didn't capitalise, to be fair. Um, United did well. Anand had made a couple of good saves. Um, a lot of them were directed straight at him. But uh, the press conference afterwards was very interesting from Virgil van Dyke. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the game. I, I watched the three-minute mini to catch up. I decided not to look at the scores. I'm like, oh, I'll just have a look at the goals. And they were all literally <laughs> How were <they>? just <laughs> pinging at the goalkeeper from Liverpool. I'm like, surely, surely, surely. Yeah, that was me. And I'm like, thank God I didn't get up to watch this. And then there was one like where United were going forward and I went, no. They couldn't. They couldn't do this. Allison had a huge save on that one too. I think it was Hoyland who went forward on that one, driving to the right. But some may say that was the best chance of the game. <laughs> Other people with brains may think not. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, which we love. But you're right. It did lead into a bit of. It's always the case with Liverpool and Manchester United. They are bitter, bitter rivals. Usually, it's Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher going. Jamie Carragher. Yes. Afterwards, but today was different. Um, we had Roy Keane chime in because he wasn't happy with Virgil van Dijk. Virgil basically said that Man United would be, in his words, buzzing, buzzing to take a point, meaning that they're just happy to get away from Anfield, take the point, and they'll be off on riding off into the sunset. And Roy Keane had this to say. Like speaking there, obviously a lot of, of arrogance coming out of him, dishing United like that. He, he needs to re- now he needs to remind himself. He's playing for clubs who won one title in 30 odd years. He said only one team wanted to win. Man United are buzzing with the point. Man United are in a difficult place. Like Liverpool have been in a difficult place for many a year. So maybe that bit of arrogance backfired on him today. I don't know if it was arrogance it, personally. That's arrogance. That's arrogance. So he's shots fired. And I am just not a fan of Big Roy Keane bringing up that, oh, our history. You can't, can't ever. Like can out Man United, man. These are smelling at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, you might have all these titles, but that doesn't get you diddly squat every year. You know what I mean? History doesn't matter at all. And in and, and speaking of history, he's calling Van Dyke arrogant from that point of view for the last thirty years. Well, he hasn't been there for the last thirty years. 
you can't really put that on his shoulders. I do agree in some sense that United had a lot of players out. They probably were happy to sort of park the bus in terms and probably slingshot out and go for the counterattacks. But to say, to go out there and say like, oh, you can't can't be doing that is not fair from Roy Keane's point of view. Of course United played that way. Just own up and accept it. They'd be happy with the point. Then you move on from it. And you can understand Van Dyke's frustration. Liverpool weren't good enough at the end of the day, but I think Roy Roy Keane was just sour grapes. That's just the way that it sounded. Did this all stem from, did you see what Anana said in his presser? He said they asked like what it was like out there and everything. He said that the vibe was like there was no vibe out there and there was no, at like the Anfield, he was like it was just quiet, there was no vibe, there was no atmosphere, there was like nothing. Yeah, I think that's just Manchester United saying, oh, we've got a point, stuck, stuck you know, get that up here type thing, trying to back push it back on Liverpool a little bit more, saying that they it was in their hands to win it. And they're right, but the way they're going about it, I'm not sure about that. You can't be bringing up. Titles and histories and all that jazz every time you play. Like, you can't say that, um, say, when Aston Villa were bad and Newcastle beat them or something like that, going, oh, no, we expected to win that. And then a Villa person go, well, we've won two Champions Leagues, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, back yeah. in the 70s. Like, <laughs> mate, shut the hell up. Yeah. Like, it's focused, what do you mean? It's focused on this season. And I think from a United's point of view, you wouldn't hear Sir Alex Ferguson being the one to say, that, oh, we're happy to take a point away from you today and have that sort of mentality. Yes, you had players out, but Liverpool were the dominant team, didn't get the result. But funnily enough, as we were speaking of that, Liverpool had 36 shots to six. And just to top that off as well, I think I've seen games that have had scoring in it. that were, It was still exciting even though it was nil all. So you said, I'm glad I didn't get up to watch it. It was still like one of those games where you're sitting there going, surely, like you said, oh, surely there's going to be goals. The here. highlights were chockers. Yeah, it was bombarded, but obviously the, the chockies weren't grabbed by either side in the end. And, United would be happy to take the points, but they're obviously happy to point the finger as well, and I think that's very interesting from that point of view. Arsenal capitalise on Liverpool's slipping. Yeah, they do. And I said last week Liverpool will win the title. I still think that they do, but it is wide open. We've said it again, We've said it once, we'll say it again. Man City also slipped as well against Crystal Palace, was it? 2-0? Late penalty. Mm-hmm. Late penalty. So it's, it's a wide open race, but Chelsea. We're back. We're back. I can see. I can see. We're at, we're, what happened in our tent? He was leaning into the slowly, mic. Slowly, can, can you stop whispering work. in my ear? You've got your own microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slowly working our way back into the top four. Uh, do you think that Arsenal are benefiting from not having that pressure of being jumping out of the gates this year, and they're just sort of running under the radar a little bit, as per Liverpool, because everyone's concentrated a little bit more on City slipping up. Liverpool, can they get there or not? Obviously, a lot of headlines on the Spurs. Do you think Arsenal are benefiting from not being in the headlines as much? Arsenal have sort of been that team. Obviously, besides last year when they really challenged Man City to probably the last eight or ten games, and then from there it was just like, okay, Arsenal's fallen off. Like it's a little bit expected. Where if Liverpool had been in that title race and slipped off at the end, imagine the jokes. Same with United, same with Chelsea. So I think Arsenal's really got to build up that reputation to be a bit more ruthless with the way they're going about things. It's hilarious that I'm saying this when they're top of the table at the moment. But now is the challenge for them to really defend being at the top of the table and have that push where they go, okay, we're one point ahead of Liverpool and Aston Villa at this stage, which is crazy to think about. We're five points ahead of City at this time of the season. We need to try, we need to try and you know take that gap and make it a little bit further and be that side that goes, we're the best team in the Premier League rather yeah. than being and then dropping off next week. So sort of like Liverpool have done it, that's to be fair. But Arsenal were there last year. 
I think they've got to. I think they've got to win it this year. I to think be honest. this is this is a perfect opportunity for Arsenal to go spend some money in January. Yeah, but what do they need? They've already spent some money. They I think need, they just I, need to put it together. I reckon they need another striker because um, Gabriel Jesus is a walking injury cart. He's as good as he is on his day. He's he's, he's, ne- he's, ne- he's never fit either. Eddie, I don't know how to say his name. I'm going to try it. Well done, Shed. Good on, job. On Ket, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he's all right, but I don't think if you're winning the league, he can't be your main man up front. So I, th- I think they need another striker. I think, well, everyone can say that. If Ollie Watkins goes down, what are Aston Villa going to do? Yeah, exactly. I, like, I know it's, you know. Like I hope Nunes you know, goes what, down then. What do, you, what, do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? But I think, yeah, they need to add something to their squad to give them that extra little bit of buzz. Because you know, like, if they're not going to spend money, you know City might go out and buy someone. You know Liverpool might go out and do it. If everyone else does it around them, they're sitting there with the same squad thinking, like, what are we going to do now? It's a fair shout. We did say last week it's shaping up to be very exciting and with the results that we've just had, that's probably even more exciting. For the first time ever, we're going to go through match week 18 and I'm going to get you boys to take your picks. And oh, I'll ta- yeah. So I'm going to, I'll lead them off and I'll say it for you. Whoever I say first is going to be the home team. Mm-hmm. So you've got Crystal Palace versus Brighton. And give us a specific result. Uh, uh, one all. I'm going to go Brighton 2-1. I'm going to go Brighton 2-1 as well. I had that written down, which yeah. we love. He didn't. Aston Villa versus Sheffield 4-0. What have you got here so I can copy you? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it, sorry? Villa versus Sheffield United, who have been the worst um, performing team. I'm going to go a big at Villa. I'm going to go a big 6-1. Geez, I hope so for my fantasy. He's, <laughs> he's making a strong impact here, uh, which I like to see. I'm gonna. Did you have that written down too? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got Villa three nil. Yeah, I'll, I said four nil. So. I think we've had, we haven't had a big flogging in the Premier League this year, have we? Not astronomical. I think yeah, there's six, like a six, six, yeah, one. Yeah, there's a six Bournemouth. One. Yeah, got pumped six one yeah. really. I reckon there's another one brewing. Mm. Just for Chrissy, just a little Christmas present to some. Well, fans. this is a big one. This is a big one. City Brentford. City at home, obviously. So it's postponed. Do you see that? Where are you looking at? No, that, it's postponed, yeah. So the next one coming up will be West Ham and Man United at the Hammers. Or Hammers are in form. Jared Bowen scores when he wants. He's just that type of like, sort of like Solanke for Bournemouth. Just pops up and you go, no, he scored again. Jesus. Him and Paqueta, obviously Paqueta had a big price tag. City wanted him. They wanted like 70 mil for him. Um but he's he's living up to the price tag, and they've turned West Ham around uh, this season, as you said, Bowen and him. Uh, Ward Prowse. Yes, that's right. They're just ticking along. They're hard to beat at home, actually, as well. And Man United, with the struggles that they're having, uh, it's another tough road trip back to back for them. So I'm going to go West Ham two one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go two one two. Well done. I'm going to go one all. Right I don't up. think either side deserves a point at this stage. <laughs> Speaking of Tottenham versus Everton. Will be, I was going to say White Hart Lane, but that stadium does not exist anymore. So it will be at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is uh, duly fitting. I'm going to go. Everton has been fucking was, turning it on lately. I was about to say, Everton's played pretty good since they got the 10 point deduction, which Did they you, probably need. They're actually to, using the ball. <laughs> if Everton didn't have this 10 point deduction, they would be that, in front of Chelsea I was gonna say, and that'd Brighton. Be, that'd be above us. Yeah. They'd be in ninth mm. at this stage of the season. Yeah. So Tottenham. We've seen a couple of injuries. They responded last week, which was good to see. The red card uh, at the end of the game. I'm trying to remember who it was now in that game. Just give me a second. My yep, apologies. I've forgotten his name as well. But um, Fulham again. They are oh, – sorry. It was Basuma. Basuma gave away this dumbass yeah, red card. Right, like, second um, of the season. 
Yeah, so he'll miss four games. So I'm go- I'm <laughs> as much as I've just bagged out Tottenham, pumped up Everton. I'm going to take Tottenham two one. I'm going to take Spurs three one. I think um, they're going away from home. Everton, even though they've been in great form, I think Sun has been blanked out last week. Even though they still won, I think he turns it back on. One all draw. <sighs> boring. <laughs> boring. Speaking of, this is basically the Champions League final. Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth show some signs. They're very volatile in their performance. So I'm going to stick with that volatility and take Bournemouth 3-0. I'm going to go Forest, uh, sorry, 1-0 at Forest because Forest is a tricky place to go to uh, and Bournemouth do not travel that that well. I'm taking Forest 2-0 to win. Where is, do you you know where Nottingham Forest is? That's where Robin Hood is. It's in Nottingham. I thought so. (laughs) Is it actually in a forest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's about an hour south of Leeds. I went yeah. there. You have? Yep. There we go. Yeah, foreign exchange. <laughs> nothing to report. <laughs> Sounds like a good there. place to go. <laughs> Speaking of, Fulham versus Burnley. Let's wrap through this one real quick. Fulham uh, 2-1. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Fulham. 2-1 um, Fulham. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Luton Town versus Newcastle at Kenilworth Road. The uh, skipper, their last game, just they had a heart attack. I did say that. And he went into, they got stretched off, and I think they only played about 30 or 40 minutes. So that game will have to be replayed uh, against Bournemouth. But he's in a stable condition there, skipper. For all those that don't know, he had a cardiac arrest literally on the ground. Right in the middle of the field. Yep. And they rushed on, saved him. Yeah. Scary scenes. But, um, yeah, I think the rule rule those rule books come out when you hear those, but because they've played under seventy minutes, that one is going to have to be replayed. I think Luton will be a little bit shook, so I think Newcastle swoop in and take the points two 0 there. But Luton Kenilworth Road has been a hard place to go actually for some of those bigger sides. I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. That's not the type of podcast that we are, but it's just we've had a couple of big incidents in the last few years. Ericsson's one of them. Demar Hamlin for the the Bills not too long ago. So we're, we're we've seen a little bit of this. Recently, which isn't great to see, obviously. You don't want to see that happen to anyone at all. Um, but I feel sorry for the Luton fans. They're going to lose 5-0. Yeah, I reckon Newcastle is going to give them a little bit of a touch-up. Probably not 5-0, maybe we'll have 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> Real yeah. generous stuff. Real generous. <laughs> really raining it back in. Ooh, ooh, this is a big game, boys. Back at Anfield, Liverpool versus Arsenal. Uno versus Duo. I'll be getting up for this one. Yes, I will be. This is, or I might wait. be still up for this one. It's, uh, in the morning. It's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. So we have to have the Christmas Eve before it's the SC Christmas party. <laughs> Everyone get around here at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be sitting. I'll be putting the address out on socials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so stay tuned for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is oh, it's got like two old draw written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Not in your mind, clearly. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a 3-2. I'm just thinking which way it's going to go. I think Arsenal probably win this 3-2, steal the points. It's got game of the season vibes. Yeah, it does. It does. Nothing better than beating those pricks anyway. Um, <laughs> on to the last game of the round. Speaking of pricks, uh, we've got Wolverhampton Wolves. Uh, they took a while to think of that nickname for them versus the Chelsea Blues, and they are <laughs> the Blues. That is for sure. It is at the Wolves' home ground. Molyneux, is, they call that. It is Molyneux. Got an X in there. They don't pronounce it. Which has been a very, very, very hard place to go. They've beaten City there twice in the last two years. 
Um, so I'm going to go Wolves 2-1. <laughs> I'm going to let Cody go first. No, I'm going to go I'm going to go Wolves 2-0 because we always lose to Wolves. Funnies. Uh, we lose to them all the time. I'm, I'm pretty sure we lost to them last year 3-0, I think, maybe, at home. Yeah, right. Leeds yeah. always beat them. But anyway. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> we suck. Yeah, 2-0 two, two Wolves. Oh, they always lose go, to big clubs. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea without any confidence whatsoever. It's like, tipping, it's like tipping any one of your teams besides Collingwood, to be fair. Like I tipped the Knicks the other week and I'm like, no faith at all, and they lost. But, yeah, Chelsea, I think that they bounce back. They're finding a little bit of form. Not a lot, but they'll be all right. I do go for a few fraudulent I was going to say, you go I? for a few volatile <laughs> the Knicks, Chelsea. Fraudulent. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm going Glass bold. houses. Glass houses. <laughs> My goodness. Glass houses. Who? Well, Me? The Spurs, they're bottom of their conference at this stage. Mate, Your I'll, team got relegated last season, I'll, and you go for North Melbourne, <laughs> who finished at second last. I was actually they didn't gonna, even want to come last. I was actually going to bring up before when you were talking about the Roy Keane and Liverpool when he was mentioning about their history and stuff like that, I was like, this just gives me shades of bro talking about the baby bombers in our group chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do have a bit of Roy Keane about you as well. Mate, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to need a, a biscuit and a cup, soon, a cup of tea soon. I'm buddy over this. All right, we'll go to a break. We're going to break down the NFL a little bit for the playoff section and, of course, the votes in the infamous quiz. Cricket. And a little bit of the cricket, I guess. Radio, we are back here and we're just going to look into the summer of cricket has started. You may not have noticed because no one really had Pakistan circled on the calendar. The and world champions have returned to home soil, Cody. No one was really at the cricket either in Perth too, so you wouldn't know that, that was on. is one of my dot points. Let's start with that yeah. then since you've brought it up. The West Test, is it a flop? Um, I think it doesn't help. starts on Thursday. I think... Yeah. If the Ashes was going to be played, they were, we would have already yeah, started. True. That is very then. true, very true. Can't all um, be in the school holidays. I also said I wasn't going to say anything in the cricket section. I was going to let you go for it, but I can't hold it out any longer. <laughs> Test cricket has dropped off dramatically in terms of Australian summers. Comparison to what it was. I know when you have the Ashes on, it's big. When we play anyone else, everyone's just like, no, we're going to uh, win when, this. When, when we play India, it's a good contest. That leads me possibly into my next point. Um, possibly or it does? It definitely does. <laughs> Could Australia be, and then this is why no one's going to the cricket. Could we be, Just this, this be Australia's best side ever? And we're actually just got good. no question marks. People know that we're just going to pick the same team over and over and over again because there is absolutely no cracks in this side. People and the media are going to have, are making them up really. Yeah. to find a way in just to talk about the cricket. And is this the best side ever? And should it just be time to celebrate our team about how good we actually are, celebrate Dave Warner and celebrate the best bowling attack foursome in the history of world cricket? I actually wanted to – I said off air that I had a stat. This is my foursome stat. Start Cummings, Hazelwood and Lyon are the only quartet in test cricket ever to play with each other and have 200 test wickets each. There you go. And imagine the beers probably had between that foursome. Yeah. The fast bowlers cartel. We really need to stop saying foursome here. We might be in another category on Spotify by the end of this episode. (laughs) Let's get into it. It must turn cereal. All right. I like that. It's a good stat. Uh, The the West Test, the one thing it was good for 
I've just got a note here, fingers up keeping. After seeing that many yeah. triple bounces in the ashes and seeing Alex Carey's thigh get blasted by low balls, it's good to see him taking balls above his head and four wides I was gonna say, there was over a, there the top was a of the head. straight over the, and he didn't get close to it either. That's that's just what <laughs> soak that in. That's the Australian <laughs> summer of cricket right there. Four wides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my last dot point here, I've got shabash shabash because I actually love when, uh, which means very good, very good. The Pakistanis. I was wondering where you're going. I don't. I don't <laughs> mind when the Pakistanis come here because. We get to see some uh, decent cricket. Yes, they might not be India. They may not be England type thing, but... I find they always have a crack. Exactly right. The Pakistanis, they're not uh, the West Indies, which is probably what we're going to see next. That's a good point as well. I've seen after the game the Pakistani captain speaking, and he spoke very well as well. Like, he just seemed like a fucking... He seemed like a good bloke. They seem they seem like a good bunch of blokes, and they are going to be better. But why are we playing the West Indies a part of this tour. Why isn't it just Pakistan the whole you way gotta, through? You have to play everyone that's on the calendar, I think, for the ICC World Test Championship two-year cycle. You have to play everyone. So you've got to squeeze them in sometime. Um, but that just reminds me, the GOAT. Yeah. Gary Lyon yes. took his 500th test wicket. Probably should have been 501 because he did yeah. have blow Ben Stokes' pad off in 2019, <laughs> Headingly. It's true. Ashes, day five. Uh, but, you know, I don't really remember that one. That might have been <laughs> – it could have been Joel Wilson exactly not putting his finger up after we were out of reviews. But Richard Ellingworth decides not to trigger him yes. even though it was going halfway up fe- middle. Might, he might feature later in one of our segments. That's right. He did take um, Ash, Ashraf, Ashraf was the uh, batter that went out. So there's something – I think I had that the other weekend as well. But um, <laughs> congratulations to yeah. Goat. What he becomes mean? the eighth test player to he ever does. take 800 wickets. Not a bad effort. Did you see Cummings reckons if he – Plays two or three more years, you'll get to 700. I reckon, surely, as an offie. Yeah. He's what? He'd be 37? 35. 35, yeah. Right. Jeez, that wouldn't be the age on him. He probably looks 37, to be fair, but I don't yeah, surely, it. as an offie, you can play another two or three years. He, de- he decides. Let's be honest. He yeah. decides. Yeah, no one's true. pushing him out no, of the no side. No one's pushing him out of the side, but. Here, come, yeah. here comes prickle me in oh, with my little comments. Here we go. Negative Nancy's yeah, back. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, love the new guys. Give Tom Murphy a go. Yeah, <laughs> no. So I don't know. Like, I understand the nickname The Goat's been around for a while. It's, it's kind of started off as a little bit of a joke in a way because he took a five or something, I believe, built a statue of him. Of course, he's turned into a, only him, McGrath, and Warner now have 500 wickets for Australia, but... Is he the goat? Can you just call no, him? The, I know it's, it's a bit it's, of a nickname. It's he, the goat off spinner. He's it's not the it's greatest. Not the goat well, that's in the finger spinner yes. of all time. It's the goat off Fair. spinner. Fair. That the, takes yeah. out Warren, takes out Murali, takes out um, obviously seam bowlers and batsmen. He's the best finger spinner of all time. Yeah, that's fair. I just need to do my research a little bit more. You just got shut down, didn't you? No, nah, I was just asking a question, and yes, I did get shut down. <laughs> right, I could take his own advice and say it out of the cricket segment. Here he is. <laughs> no, nah, fantastic effort by him. That's um, unreal. All right, should we jump into the NFL, or should we just stop past and I'll open up the mailbox? Uh, and it's empty. <laughs> just a little one here, just for next week, because prep it, prep it. Let everyone know what we want to be doing. Coming out in the next couple of weeks, so stick tuned. We are going to be opening up Shed's mailbag. And you can send in your questions. Just, just a general questions could be about anything for anyone that rocks up on the panel to answer. And I've just got one here sent in to me from at the Salami Meat Hammer. 
And he says, <laughs> when are ass taps appropriate when shaking hands and in what sport? So you know how like you do a bit of a uh, shake hands or high fives at the end of training and you throw a few bum taps around because they're on your team and things like that. I think I, the I don't reckon I've ever seen someone shake their hand then do a bum tap. It's either a handshake or a bum well, you tap. grab right hands and you lean in, you drag them in, and then you just left hand round the back mm-hmm. and you just get I'm a not, bit of it's, Ashraf. You've yeah. got to, I, th- I think you've got to know each other to be doing that. Like I don't know it could yeah. be the opposition team, and you've seen it. I've seen it a few times in the NBA as well, where they might do a little pat as they walk and pass. So a back tap's okay. A back, yeah, even then that's a little bit sus, uh, especially if it's a lower back tap. If it's a bit of a, a you know shoulder blade region, I'm happy with it. If you if you if you're giving if you start cupping as well, that's when it's panic stations, Squeeze, squeezing, <laughs> yeah, squeezing and making verbal noises. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind it. But, um, <laughs> that's just me. But anyway, stay Cindy, tuned for the Patreon special. Yeah. Uh, the SC boys afterwards. Right. Forsen, Subscribe to me only Forsen's fans. Ass taps. <laughs> uh, only sheds. Yeah. SC after dark. <laughs> that's right. Better than the sweat box. That's, that's for sure. right. So send in your send in your questions, and we'll be happy to answer them and give. Absolute guidance and clarity that ass taps are not okay when shaking hands in no matter what sport. Thank you. And to the listeners out there, we're going to do a little bit of NFL now in terms of the playoff runs. I don't know how we want to attack it, Cody. I like to freestyle sometimes on here. It's good. Um, keeps, you, keeps you alert. We can do it. The games this week that are played, knockout teams. We can look at the fifth divisions. week in a row of asking who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Predictions for the AFL this week. <laughs> We love uh, that. I'll just read out who's in the top four. I'm pretty sure. Conference it, or division? Conference. I'll yep. just do conference. Do want, I'm not actually, going to do division. If you, I don't want to put you under the bus here, but I'm doing it anyway. Do you want to give people a bit of a rundown on how their playoff system works in comparison for people that don't watch NFL? Yeah. If, if, you, if you are across it yourself. I am, but it's, I find it's hard to explain because they – the wild card, you know how the it's basically yeah. the, the best in each conference. The best, which there's yeah, the three, best, there's, three in each. Co- no, there's four divisions in oh, yeah. each, each conference. There's two conferences, AFC and, and, and NFC. the NFC, and there's four divisions in each. Whoever finishes on top of each division gets a playoff spot automatically. Automatically, and then it goes to the wild card rounds, which I'm pretty sure is the best. No, it's the next best two. It's the next best of the two whole of the whole conference. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much how it works. Which was that's easier. Six then, of. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's how it works. But at the moment, in the AFC, the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Jaguars are—I uh, wouldn't say locked into the playoffs, but they're pretty much locked in. I know the Ravens and the Eagles have clinched a playoff spot, same as the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure. Those Cowboys, um, those Cowboys that lost today. Um, so yeah, the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jaguars are sitting up top. Cow she he's sorry and San Fran Eagles um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Cowboys <laughs> um yeah so there's a bit happening my my in, Bengals at the moment just a question yeah they are f- playing really well Jake Browning uh, yes. they stole that game the other day see T Higgins's touchdown he did right at the death of the game took the catch had the strength to hold himself up and then put the ball into the end zone, and then Evan McPherson does what he does best and kicks it through. So my Bengals are going well at the moment. We've had a few, we've had a few stalls, a few teams stall. Obviously, the Cowboys that we just spoke about. Bloody hell! It's going to be interesting to see whether or not the, the Cowboys they have so much riding on them in comparison to other yeah, teams. They don't. They, they do. They do because they're America's team, as they like to be called. Everyone 
I think the I can, the NFL, the Cowboys in the NFL are sort of like, you know them teams in the AFL like Collingwood. Um like Collingwood, Carlton, Essendon, when they're up and about, it's good for the league, I think. And it's the same for the Cowboys. When the Cowboys are up and about and making playoffs, it's good for the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoy the AFL a bit more when yeah, you but not, pies like, suck. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's differential opinion. Yeah, yeah, but it's good to see it. It's all right, though. You know what, You're right. you know what I mean? I know, like, when, I'm getting, when, catching your drift. When yeah. the big teams are in the playoffs and making finals and whatever it is, it's just good for the sport. So, But I'm not a big Cowboys fan, so... Tell you what, I'm not a Steelers fan at the moment either. I watched them against the Colts the other day. What the <laughs> hell is going on there? It's another one of my fraudulent teams. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going well. Do you have a moment. baseball team yet? Um, no, I don't, but I'm sure I'll find the worst one of them all. <laughs> Might just start going for the Angels now their best player's gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Jump on board. Mike um, Trout's still a gun. Yes, probably. but one thing that I do want to talk about, which I think I've been harping on since the NFL started this year, was Brandon Staley was finally fired. Yes. <laughs> Can we rejoice, please? He, they must have been listening to the pod. There's First no, coach to be fired, is he? No, nah, there's been five bid fired already, I think. I don't know. I'm not across it, to be honest. But, but Yeah, Raiders coach has gone. That on. game was yeah. unbelievable, if you think about it. The Chargers went in at minus three and a half favourites, and they were down 42 to zero at halftime. <laughs> That's what ridiculous. What the hell is going on there? Both starting quarterbacks out. Yeah, yeah. it's dog's breakfast, to be honest. And that's you, – you were bang on – uh, Cody, about that. If your team's not healthy, you're fucked. Yeah. There's, I know, I was, there's no other way around it. I was just about to say, it's round 15 or week 15, as they call it. Um, so there's three weeks left. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Same three, three weeks yeah. left. Yeah, they play 18 weeks. So I think this time of the year gets can get pretty boring in the NFL because a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of the good players are either already injured and their teams are down the bottom or they're going in for – Surgeries that they probably could wait till the end of the year, but mm. they're probably not going to make the playoffs. So they'll, well, you're not going to call it tanking, but we are going to call it tanking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, like these last three weeks, you get a look at, you know, maybe some rookies or that haven't got much game time. And it is, it is good, but like, yeah, it sort of can be a little bit of a drain these last three weeks. So, another, um, uh, another candidate for worst game of the season Falcons seven to Panthers nine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see Panthers tickets? Coach got fired. Actually, got fired too. Did you ago. see the Panthers? There was tickets for forty-five yeah. cents to go to the game. Yep. I tell you what, we should and a, like and a meal voucher, and no one still <laughs> went. There was quite as a church match there, <laughs> and duly so. I'd rather do something better with my yeah. Sunday. That's for I just sure. Want to throw up a. Obviously, CJ Stroud's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, but the Lions tight end Sam Laporta is will be a close. Actually, not won't be a close second. He'll shit in second, I reckon. Right, yeah. I think he's leading the. Is that your lock of the week? That he's going to finish second <laughs> in the offensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, no, nah, real niche. Yeah. I, I think he's leading the all every tight end in the league for touchdowns this year. He had four yesterday or three yesterday. Pro Bowl then? Will he make the Pro Bowl? Uh, yeah, same Browns oh. had a better year over him in the in the same team. Uh, no, well, tight end, different, different position. Different position. Yeah. Well, where else you got? Tight end. You've got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's a probably a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew. Yeah, Mark Andrew. Um, Hawkinson's good. Yeah, he probably could make a pro Are you pro locking ball. it or not? Yeah. yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to lock him in. That's right. Yeah, lock, him, lock Cl- him in for a pro ball. Hang on. Clip that shit. <laughs> there, there's Cody's <laughs> nuts just getting put on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a... <laughs> <laughs> Keep this receipt. But, um, no, right. I, um, Lions are my smoky, I think. I wrote them off a couple weeks ago, but I think they're playing really good. 
combination of Goff and St. Brown is elite. All right, we'll go to our break and be back for the votes and the infamous quiz done by the CEO this week. Loser last week. Unique, you New York. G'day. We are back here. Um, we're going to get into the votes right now and then we're going to get into Brove's quiz. He reckons it's top 88. <laughs> I thought you, I honestly thought Cody was about to do an ad for bone appeals or something like that then. Hi, Cody here. Yeah. Do you struggle pleasing your woman <laughs> or yourself? Because your multis are shit. I've got some out of date, unlabeled Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Cody actually left with just an AI version. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you finally got me off mute. <laughs> Right, fraud, fraud awards. Here we go. Ooh, reverse um, order. Yeah, I'm going to reverse now. Uh, one vote to the Suns because they're losing to teams that they shouldn't be losing to. They lost to the Knicks. We're frauds. They lost to Brooklyn. They suck, and Kings suck too. And they almost lost to the Wizards today. And the Spurs done them in twice. And the Spurs have done them in twice. So yeah, they get the one point. Two points goes to Richard Illingworth for not triggering the goats 500. Oh, Dick Illingworth. Yeah, yeah. Pommy household name. Had a real dig of himself. Yeah, he did. Played dighead. And three votes goes to Brandon Staley, just because I'm yeah. probably never going to hear his name again on the potty, but just wanted to throw some shade one more time. <laughs> I actually booked him in for an insight <laughs> next week, actually. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of spare time now. <laughs> just giving the voice a signal, just cut throat. Stop talking about it. Uh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, votes. You called that You called that about six months ago. I'll give you that. I've only, I've only, that's the only reason why I've been coming back on. Just, <laughs> he's, well off, he's got the cull now, so now I'm Where's done. Belichick? <laughs> is, he, is he done yet? <laughs> Uh, righto, MVP votes. I've got Baker Mayfield with one vote. He had a perfect passer rating today of 158.3. <laughs> Second person ever at Lambeau to get it. Jeez, he can play sometimes, um, though. The packs are still in there, though. Yeah. You know what? I'll give you I'll give you a little insight, speaking of SE Insights. I actually emailed – this is when we first started doing the insights for trying to get guests on. I actually emailed Baker Mayfield's management and they fully, fully replied to me thinking oh, I must have been a sports media in Australia. And I reckon they did a little bit of a deep dive and said <laughs> we had 1,500 followers and they're like, yeah, no, nah, yeah. he hasn't come in. So Baker Mayfield <laughs> pass. So Baker Mayfield may or may not be on the pod next week. Yeah. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> That's right. If he's listening, we still want you. We're in <laughs> communication with his management, so stay tuned for that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. If you come on, I'll give you three votes, not one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Two votes, I've sort of given this to two people, but they're both getting the two votes, so it's really four votes. But anyways, Jalen Brunson and Keegan Murray. Brunson yeah. had 50 points yesterday, shot nine from nine from three-point, and Keegan Murray had 47, shot 12 from 15 from three-point line. Nice. Did Brunson break any <clears throat> franchise records doing that? Mm, no. So he probably didn't deserve as much as Keegan Murray. <laughs> or Giannis uh, with a 64. But... Uh, no, but he had a win because no. he lost the ball. So. Yeah. Brunson, they were down by a fair bit. Yeah. And he, he hit, like you said, nine from nine, and it was yeah. all in the second half. It was yeah. just lighting he, them up. He balled out. So. Just nylon from him. And then right. any guesses who gets the three? I'm going to go with David Warner. No. Uh, Mitch Marsh. Uh, no, he was close though. We do love the boss. He's gone the goat. Uh, yeah, the goat. Yeah, the, goat yeah, gets, yeah. the goat gets the three. That's pretty simple. Fair enough. The goat of offspin. We've got to be yes. very specific. There's yes, a dash that Jack. goes next to it. Yes. Some lesser minds may be confused. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of myself, let's start with a quiz. Question one. Point is worth a point unless stated otherwise, which is very true for the first question because it is worth five points. Ooh. Ooh. Name's your buzzer. Wow, wow, you are. Yes, name is your buzzer. 
All right. Question one worth five points. The New York Yankees have a strange rule that has been implemented. Shed no facial hair. Wow. Oh, he's Wow. I'm done. Wow. Wow. What? What? I'll finish it off. So the New York Yankees have a strange rule that has been implemented for its players since 1973. What is it? And it's right. They have to be clean shaven when they're suiting up for the team, which is very weird. That is a bit weird. They've uh, had a bit of pushback on it lately, I think, haven't they? That's why I was. That's. Mm. How I seen it. I wasn't looking up facial yeah. hair policies for MLB teams. Uh, no, you, you looked up how to grow a beard. <laughs> it came up. <laughs> Why don't I have pubes at 27? <laughs> if anyone would like, if any bone appeals would like to sponsor us, that would be fantastic. We'd like to see that. Question two, five nil lead. Never seen that before. Apart from last week when I wiped you seven nil. That's crazy. We're in uncharted territory here. Question two, what two teams are top of their respective conferences in the NBA? Cody, uh, Denver. Bow, bow. Oh, do I just get straight into it? Um, I'll go the four. Um, Kings. Bow, bow. Oh, They're in six. So they just let me, yeah, get, just let me get the run sheet up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the now, right, so we've both missed yeah. on the West, so I'll go Boston in the East. Correct. Oh, yeah. On to the next. You can have another go, obviously. You got it right. Oh, God, I don't even know. I still don't know East and West, so. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, is it Dallas? No, it is not. Who is it? It is the Timberwolves. Yeah, shit, that's yeah. And a bonus point was going to be awarded for what are both of their records? No. Nah. You want to have a crack at it? Might as well. It's a bonus point. Uh, I'll go 21 and 3. No. I'll, I'll go 17 and 5. Close. 20 and 5, boys. No good there. Moving on, you get half a point for that one because you got one right. So you're f- five and a half. I don't know. Why did question one start with five points? Because it was a hard question. For some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> settle, settle. He's on a hot streak. Question yeah. number three. How many goals has Jared Bowen scored for West Ham in the Premier League this season? Cody. Five. Incorrect. Eight. Incorrect, boys. One more guess. Nah, go on. Uh, no, I'm going to guess again. I need, I need this point. <laughs> he does. Um, six. Incorrect. Seven. Incorrect, boys. He's got ten. Oh. We did way, say he was going well. Way, mm. way, way off. I thought you might be a little bit closer. Question number four. Name the top three draft picks in order from this AFL season's draft. Shed. I'm going to go Harley Reid. No. <laughs> go. Kobe, M- Kobe McKercher and... What's his name? Dersma. Incorrect. I'm going to go Harley Reid. Is it because I got the names wrong? No. They don't have to be. Did you say in order? Oh, yeah. I know what I've done now. Yeah. Um, Harley Reid. He's forgot the name. No, I know the name. I just didn't know if they. Um, Walter from Gold Coast, is it? Incorrect. Yeah, the order was just That's wrong. A, I didn't know the order. Did that? Was it McKercher first, then Walter? Or yeah, Walter so McKercher? Reed, McKercher, Walters. Yeah, when I was looking enough, I'm like, these boys will not get this. And no, I seen I North for a second. I'm like, oh, no. shit, maybe he will. I yeah, they, I totally forgot yeah, about I knew the they bidded, Gold Coast. I, I didn't know if they bidded at second or at three. Yeah, so Dersman might have been four. Yeah. yeah. Just that Ed Walter is a big dude, though. Yeah, yeah. correct, correct. Uh, no points awarded, five and a half. So really, we're back to even square games for what it should be at this stage of the quiz. 
Uh, question five, who is leading the NFL MVP at $1.50 odds currently? Cody. Julian Gow. Brock Purdy. Correct. <laughs> He's off the board. Here we go. He's not duck eggs anymore. <laughs> question number six, who is the ATP tennis world number one currently? Cody. Is it Alcatraz? Incorrect. That's a prison. That is a prison. <laughs> is, that, is that his name? Alcaraz. Alcaraz, Alcaraz, yeah. same shit. Uh, I'll go Alcaraz with – What's his name? Is it, I don't know, Sits to Piss or something? What are his names? <laughs> Incorrect. Um, go on. Good one. There's probably only two of them I know. Name a tennis player. It's probably a harder question. <laughs> <laughs> just the number one one in the Novak. world. Novak. Correct. Uh, I was going to say oh, Novak. Oh, geez, so I you've just thrown up a lot there. We're yeah. overthinking that. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, I went for a curveball early and it's just been off track from there. Question seven is for Cody specifically. Ooh. This question has been put in by none other than Shed himself. So it's double points. It is double points. So let's see how he goes here. Zero who, chance. Who won the 2017 NBA <laughs> Rookie of the Year? Swim. <laughs> 2017. Oh, you've, got to, you've got to put something easy in there. Oh. All right, I'll give you a clue. You can give him the team that he won it for. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, they'll do. It was the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> it doesn't help, trust me. It doesn't help. Um, is it one of them ones where like you hear the name and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's a that. tough one. It's a real tough one. It's worth double points. I'm not giving out free points. <laughs> Mine's fucking easier than this. I'll add, um, to, I'll add to it. He's not there currently. Uh, He's not currently playing for the Bucks and hasn't for a while. 2017. Oh, um... Malcolm Brogdon? Oh. Oh. Wow, 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 Sorry. Wow. Are we taking away the double points? Because we basically spoon-fed that. No, no you didn't. Oh, no. Thank you. Right here, we'll make it close then. All right. So that is score. Is that five and a half to three? three? I believe so. I love it. Question These are only worth half a point each. Because if he gets double points on every one of them, he's going to absolutely roll me. That's right. That's right. I didn't even read your question, so I'm hoping it's good. <clears throat> question number eight for Shed. Uh, funnily enough, who would have thought? Nathan uh, Nathan Lyon, the GOAT to some, recently became the eighth person to take 500 wickets. Who are the other seven fire <laughs> for it, Shed? Easy. See? Easy. Oh, my God. All right. Murally, Warren, McGrath, Broad, Anderson, uh, Kumble. Correct. It, uh, um. So, so you've got two Warren, more. I've got Murray, two more. Anderson, Broad. That's who you've got. But two more. Uh, Walsh. Correct. I've got one more. Yep. And he's Indian and his name is. Um, Incorrect. It is, it is Kumble. Yeah. You it's, don't have it in it there. It just wasn't written on there. Did not write it on there. No. It is Kumble, though. Yeah. Is, and McGrath was on there. Beauty. Yeah. So I got it all right. Yeah, we'll give you that one. Two points. Right, I know. That was terribly red. Good for I me. I think that was terrible by everyone involved there. Apart from me. Uh, seven and a half. Easy fuck. <laughs> fuck all. Three. Seven and a half to five. Yeah, we'll say five. That works. Didn't you get two points yeah, for Brogdon? Two. Yeah, we got. You only have oh, one before that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think five works. Yeah, five uh, works. Seven and a half versus three. Question nine. Who has the equal most disposals in a grand final with Petrarca? Bonus for how many and what grand final? Oh. Can I go with how many it is first? Because is it 44? Incorrect. Is it 42? Incorrect. Is it Simon Black? Correct. Yeah. 39? Correct. Half a is point it? each so far. And what grand final was that? Oh. Oh, one. Oh, Incorrect. Oh, two? 
Incorrect. Oh, three. Oh, three. There we go, <laughs> yes. boys. Gee whiz. All right, we'll split it. We'll share half of Shake hands. <laughs> All right, question 10 is a who am I? The first will be 10 points, then 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.5 of a point to finish it up. just sit back here. So the score is for the listeners out there. Uh, did we just give ourselves a point each on that one? Yeah. Yep. Eight and a half to four and a half. Yep. Righto. So you can win this straight off the bat off the next two. Okay. Worth 10 points for this Who Am I? I was born on the 30th of March, 1986. I was not born in Australia. It's worth 10 points for a reason. Uh, 86. That means they're 37 years old. Thank you, Shed. Um, not in Australia. Right. Cody, would you like to go first? <laughs> no, you can go first. Stab in the dark. Right out. I'll go Aaron Rodgers. Oh, do you know I was actually thinking Aaron Rodgers myself. I'm not even kidding. Is it Incorrect. Him? <laughs> <laughs> I was not even joking. I was actually thinking Aaron Rodgers. Quiz master was smart there. Just really build the anticipation. Uh, Are you going to have a guess or are you just going to yeah, let no, it Yeah, no, I'm going to have a guess. Right. Um, just before the end of the episode, it'll be right. Mm, mm, um. I'm going to go with Chris Paul. Is he 37 yet? Incorrect. Oh, God. For five points, I play professional soccer. He's 37. Um, Joe Hart. Incorrect. I'm going to go, I'm going to butcher his name, um, Giorgio Cialini. Incorrect. I, and the reason I said that is because you retired the other day. So. Four points. I am a centre-back. You need this. I do need this. Centre-back, 37 years old. Okay. Wow. For four points, surely. Is the league the next one? I Just answer this question, please, mate. Four points. I'm a centre-back. I play professional soccer. Born in 1986, out of Australia. Uh, Tiago Silva. Or, they played or play? Incorrect. They still play. How old is Tiago Silva? Is he like 40? No, he's, he's, on, he's 39. Oh, there you go. So basically 40. Um, a 37-year-old centre-back that still plays. Jesus. Um, I want to say I want to say Johnny Evans, but I don't think Johnny Evans is that old. So yeah, He's going to have to lock in Johnny yeah, Evans. Johnny yeah, Evans. no good. Sorry, mate. Three points. I have played 180 caps for Spain. Uh, Sergio Ramos. Correct. The answer was Fuck. Sergio Ramos. Comes and he up loses by one. Oh, that's disappointing, oh. isn't it? And we've got a super quiz. <laughs> <laughs> now, thanks for coming on again, boys. Been dominant. Just getting a little bit of synergy here now. We're feeling it. Bone appeals and everything involved. So that's right. If you'd like to sponsor us, yeah, jump on board. Absolutely. Someone who can do a better quiz, maybe. That's right. I will so, take a Viagra sponsor as the Shed's <laughs> mailbag sponsor. <laughs> Rock hard with Shed. Lives, lives, lives. Hard mail. <laughs> Mail, mail, mail. <laughs> yes. Yes. Clip yes. it. <laughs> Clip it. We might even make our own bone appeal. <laughs> Let's just go from there. Now, thanks for joining us again. Um, it's going to be Christmas Day for the next one, so we might not be back until the new year, to be honest, unless we do a special episode. So it's been a fantastic year. I'll do the awards uh, first show back in January, if we aren't back by then, everyone. So thank you, everyone that has tuned in. I think we're at about three and a half million listeners per episode at the moment. So we're flying through it. 
Uh, love your work, boys. Been a good year. Yes, right. Thank you to the Salami Meat Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Message again. Be Bob, the next. Bob from Brussels. We haven't heard from you in a while. We're just yeah. wondering how you're going. He could have changed his tag, though. That's true. He could, he be, could the, be the he Salami could, Meat yes, Hammer. He could be. Who knows? Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you. <laughs> That's been good. See you. Thank you, listeners. See you, boys. See you, man.